I still want to coordinate, plan, organize, lead, do the communications, connect people together, have a bigger purpose, but I just want to get paid for it. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan, and we are in for a very special episode today. I have a fellow military spouse. Actually, let's go ahead and say it, Space Force spouse. What a mouthful. The brand new Space Force, so it's kind of fun to say that. Brittany, a barber here in the house today talking about her journey starting as a freelancer. Again, we kind of struggle sometimes for this term of the things we do. Virtual assistant doesn't cut it. She's pretty much on the path to be an online business manager, but she's really an implementer for her client. And today she's going to share her journey as a mother. And I think a lot of you are going to really relate to this and keep listening, even if you aren't a mother, because there's lots of good nuggets in here for you. But just that pain. I mean, I can hear it so well in Brittany's voice as I re-listen to this episode. What we're going through when we lose a little bit of our identity, when we're raising children, when we've gone to school, we've put effort into our education and our career, and then to pause it for something we want to pause, for something we 100% know is important to us, but it's hard to keep that part of you and keep that spark. And when Brittany came to me, she had really lost it. And thank God for her mom. She'll tell you about how her mom connected me to her and how this changed her life. There is such good information in here. What her work looks like, how she found clients, how she stood out in Facebook groups, what worked for her, and then also how she found this dream client. And you're really going to learn something big. I'm not even going to spoil it for you right here. The thing I really want you to hear her out is when she talks about that not-so-special quality that made her stand out. It is the basis for all of my teaching and encouraging women to jump into this work. And Brittany will tell you she's not special, but she did this. So listen to this. You're going to learn so much. And I encourage you to keep your mind open. Brittany talks about finding a job that met all of her requirements for her dream life and her dream job, and she found it. And I mean, I almost choke up thinking about it right now. She says, this changed my life, and I know it can do the same for you. If you're listening to this and you're like, yes, I want these skills, I want what Brittany has created for herself, the place to do it is with my Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School formerly known as the VA Crash Course. We've renamed it. We're focusing on core digital marketing tasks that online business owners need help with. Exactly the things Brittany is talking about in this episode. Make sure you get on the wait list because the doors will open twice a year and I would love for you to be the first to be notified. And if you're also listening to this and you think, gosh, Emily, I can already do these tasks. I've downloaded your top 10 tasks. I can do it then the work group is for you. I am sharing tons of job leads, advanced trainings for freelancers who are already doing the client work and very confident in what they're doing. So you can apply for that also in the show notes. 
By the way, this is a You Hear It First episode. It has not been aired in the Facebook group, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So listen, learn all you can from Brittany, and just thank you for being here. I appreciate you so. Okay, let's dive in. Hello. Hey, it's so good to see you. Why don't you start and tell everyone a little bit about you, your story, where you live now, what does your family look like, and all of that? Okay. So my name is Brittany Barber, and I have been in the digital marketing online virtual assistant space for a little over a year and a half now. I am an army brat and an air force turned space force wife. That's a new thing for us. And I am a mom of three. I have a 10 year old and I have seven year old twins. And where are you living now? Um, I am currently in the Washington DC area on Fort Belvoir. Which is so fun because I just left that area. So we like just passed each other, but I'm sure we'll meet up in person soon. So tell everyone what you were doing maybe before you became a military spouse and gave up your career. Like what, like, did you go to school? What did you want to do with your life? Like paint us the picture of your original plan. (laughs) Okay. Oh, plan. That is a very funny word. I married young, right out of college and I have a bachelor's degree in public relations, communications, and as a military spouse, I very quickly realized that public relations is not great when you're moving around and you don't know your market. They don't want you. And if they do want you, they don't want to pay you well. And so I found myself actually in the administrative office manager type roles for companies that I never in a million years would have dreamt I would have worked for, but I loved the job. It was right in my wheelhouse, just not what I thought I was going to be doing. And when we started talking about having a family, I realized this is not going to work. I don't want to be in a job like this when we have a family. And so I ended up going back to school and getting a master's degree in elementary education, spent a few years in the classroom before we started our family and realized I cannot go and pour out my heart to these kids in the classroom and also have anything left to come home for my own kids. And so that threw me into just being a full-time mom. And once my twins came along at that point, I had three kids in two and a half years. And uh, that pretty much solidified that I would be staying home for a little while. So from there, kind of an important part of my story is I dedicated the next 10 years, you know, I'm doing my mom thing, but I needed to use my brain for something else. And so I dedicated 10 years to an organization called MOPS. If you're a mom, you might've heard of it. It just stands for mothers of preschoolers. And we get together and do the mom thing while our kids are doing something else. Over those years, found myself in a lot of different leadership positions, anything from doing communications to event planning to eventually coordinating a group of 130 of these moms. At that point, I was managing a huge budget and a leadership team of 21 people underneath me. Um, From there, I thought, okay, I'm going to retire from this volunteer position because it was volunteer. It was just to keep my brain fresh. And I thought, I'm going to retire and my kids are kind of getting school aged. And I moved into like a coaching and mentoring position within the MOPS organization uh, for other coordinators who were doing what I had been doing. 
And then I got approached to launch a brand new mops group in, a, in the area that I had just moved to. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. So now I'm like officially retired from mops for the second time because I just kept going back. But I mentioned that because those skills that I kind of honed while I was volunteering all that time really lent well to my online business that I have now. Okay. The way you said that was so eloquent. And I, I want to explore that because I struggle with how to say this too, but you're saying you wanted to use your brain. Did you know this right away as a stay at home mom, or is it something that kind of creeped in over time? Oh, that is a great question. So I would say motherhood did not come easily for me. It's a dream fulfilled that I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. You know, as a little girl, I dreamed about being a mom and being a teacher. And when I got there, it just wasn't anything like it was in my dreams, if I'm being totally real and honest with you here. And motherhood was a tough transition. And that mom fog, that brain fog is a real thing. And I just felt like I was losing myself. I was slipping away. I wasn't a good wife. I didn't feel like a good mother at the time. I wasn't being a good friend and just having something to focus my brain power on that produced tangible results that affected people pulled me out of that black hole of nothingness of the mundane everyday life that I was stuck in with three kids in diapers. And mind you, I had just moved military spouse from Colorado to LA with two month old twins and a two and a half year old. So here, if you don't hear how I was spinning just in my story, I couldn't even paint a crazier picture of what was going on in my life. And so having something to focus on really grounded me and just said, okay, you have a purpose beyond the endless dishes, the endless laundry, the constant starting over. You have something bigger than yourself, basically. Yeah. And whenever I say something like that, it's not that I don't love being a mother and I don't love taking care of my kids, but I've always needed something else. And it just gave me a pep in my step and something to work my brain toward. And I like challenges and puzzles and figuring things out. And so when I talk about this kind of work and how life-changing it is, and it sets us up for success when our kids our school age are, are leaving the house because we know this, we know this from other moms that we can't have our whole world, our children, because our whole job as a mother is to prepare them to leave us. And then women have those identity crisis, you know, totally. And it's so easy to do. I mean, I absolutely love and adore my kids and I made the choice and wanted to be home with them, but I also knew that I needed something that didn't center around my kids. It's necessary for me. So how does your freelance work start? You completely retired from MOPS the second time when you picked up this work? No. So I kept hearing myself say, I want to do exactly this, but I want to get paid for it. I want to do all of this same stuff. I don't want to give up anything that I'm doing right now. I still want to coordinate, plan, organize, lead, do the communications, connect people together, have a bigger purpose, but I just want to get paid for it. I'm volunteering so much of my time, which I was so grateful to do, but I just want to also eventually have a career. Well, that comes with a long list of, but also 
you know, it has to be able to move with me. I don't want to start over. I want to be available to be a mom first. What I realized in my volunteer time is that I am a better wife. I'm a better mom. I'm a better friend when I have something to channel my productivity towards. And so, (laughs) you know, I just thought, I have this really long list of, I want this, but I also want all of these. I don't want to have to ask for time off. I want flexibility. I want to be able to take the day off if my kids are sick and not have to interrupt my husband's work day. And I just thought, there's no way that this is ever going to happen. This is impossible. This does not exist. It sounds so silly to say, but I have to give the credit to my mom because my mom is a small business owner, an avid podcast listener. She is my biggest confidant and also my biggest cheerleader. And after the one millionth time of listening to me bellyache about this long list of this is what I want, she said, I listened to this podcast today and the guest was Emily Reagan. If there has ever been a person for you, she is it. You have to connect with her. You have to see what she's doing. She said, I don't care if you do anything with it, but you have to at least hear her out and see what she's doing. She's a mom like you. She's a military spouse like you. And she is rocking it in this VA world. And I was like, VA, I mean, you say this all the time. VA means something totally different to me. And I was like, yeah, but I don't have any skills. I don't have any expertise. I haven't been working for 10 years. I'm just a mom. I'm just a mom and I'm just a wife. And well, my mom got tired of hearing me say that. And she's like, no, you're not. You need to get connected with Emily. And so I started the process of like kind of seeing what you were up to, checking out your Facebook group, checking out your free trainings. And it took all of about a week for me to realize that I have to do this. I have to. It started out with that download of the top 10 tasks that uh, small business owners are looking for right now. And I said, I've already been doing probably seven of these. It just never in my mind dawned on me that I could turn it into my own business, doing things my own way. And so I listened to every, cause at the time you didn't have your podcast. And so I was listening to every Facebook live and I don't remember the exact guest, but I do remember that she really got a hold of me in my heart because she said, you know, everybody wants to know what your superpower is. Everybody wants to know what are you an expert at? And she said, I'm not an expert at anything. I'm just really good at a lot of things. And I was like, that is me. I wonder who that guest was. Was it one of my students? I could probably pretty easily go back and look. I mean, it would have been like April timeframe 2020. I love this so much because we're, we're getting conflicting messages as women. One, you know, Xennial type generation, we're told that we have to do it all and do it well. So we have a lot of like breakdown and stressors coming from trying to have the career, be the good parents that are opposite of the latchkey kids of the eighties. So we're in this kind of stressful situation and told that we can do it all. And the fact is we can't, you know, Mm -hmm. there has to be a balance, but we also can, you know, you and I are in a privileged position. We are both married to officers. We don't have to work. Right. But we choose to, and I, I want to acknowledge that. 
Sure. But we can find a job that has us that balance. And I've, I've talked to friends who went to law school and ended up working 60 hours a week just to get at the bottom rung in the law firm. And that wasn't the life they wanted either. My doctor friends, I haven't seen them in a decade. You know, they've been like working so hard. And I'm not saying we don't have a good work ethic, but I don't feel like I need to learn that lesson the hard way. And I also have a very similar story with you as far as, you know, being married to the military, having to do, trying to balance my career, start over, raise the kids, like be the default parent. And it was, it was too hard. I knew I would crack eventually not living near family, not having that extra support that we would get. Like when you move to LA with two month old twins, like I can't imagine starting over just trying to find a babysitter. So you can go to the GYN, you know? (laughs) So I, I like that you said that. And I also like that you brought up the point that we can be multi-talented and I am so against the grain with what everyone is saying out there. They are all saying you have to be specialized and niche down and you really can be multi-talented and do well at this work because ultimately business owners are hiring that work ethic, that ability to get things done. Like you could be niche down in whatever random skill, but if you can't, help the team and be an asset and figure things out. Like you're, you're not hireable. Right. Yeah. I mean, by the time I started my business, my education was out of date. You know, I had kept my skills up to date, but it's hard to say, well, here's my resume. It's 10 years of volunteer service. And uh, while that is priceless time honing those skills, some companies are going to look at you and go, yeah, but you know, and I didn't want that to be wasted time. I knew that if someone was willing to give me the chance, I could very quickly and very easily show them that I'm a beneficial teammate to them. And that's exactly what ended up happening for me. I love this so much. So we're talking about spring of last year is when you found me. And then you said you made that decision in a week to take your course. Yeah. So it's kind of funny how it all happened. I mentioned that my mom connected me to you through a podcast that you were a guest on. I sort of just started cyber stalking you and soaking up anything free that was on your site that I possibly could get my hands on. At the time, you were not going to be opening up your course again until the summer. And this was like mid-March. And I was devastated because I thought, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this. So I got on your wait list and I just patiently waited and tried to soak up as much of your free resources as I could. At the time, my mom had a client who needed some help in Canva. And my mom said, hey, this is not my wheelhouse, but I have this client. She needs some help. Would you mind taking a look? I was like, okay, yes, 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 I will. And so I did. And she ended up being my first client before I even was able to sign up for the course. And so really I launched my business backwards. I got my client first and then I was like, okay, we're doing this. So the seed had been planted in my mind. Someone had been referred to me. It ended up being a great relationship. And then lo and behold, COVID hit. And I do not know what changed in your mind, but I got this glorious email that said, surprise, I'm opening the doors. If you've been on my wait list, we're going to do this and we're going to do this now. And I said, yes. (laughs) Okay. Sign me up. So I started your course on April 1st. And in your course, very 
beginning of the course, you say often, start talking to the people around you about what you want to do. At this point, I'm living in another state. I'm in Alabama now. And I remembered a good friend of mine in LA took a Pinterest course years ago. And I thought, well, I love Pinterest for myself. Let me reach out to her and see what this course was about. And I reached out to her and she said, well, that course is way out of date. You're not going to want to take the one that I took. But she said, are you kidding me? You're, you're launching this VA business. I need a virtual assistant. I need you yesterday. You have to be on my team. And so she hired me. And so here I am barely tiptoeing into your course. And I have my second client already, who is a good friend of mine, a perfect situation where we served and volunteered together at MOPS. Um, She is a successful military veteran, now military spouse, but she's a successful podcast and blogger in the military community. And so it was perfect because she was willing to teach me what she did, but she also, we had that trust there from a long friendship in a previous duty station where she, she knew my work ethic. And she said, I don't care if you don't have any skills, I need your reliability and your willingness to do this. And so that ended up being a phenomenal relationship that really helped me build my confidence in the blogging and podcasting world. So I continued on in your course, and uh, my third client was a job opportunity from your student group. It was one of those. I booked a discovery call with this person who had the job opportunity. She said, I knew I needed you before we even got on this call. I could tell through our email communication that you are exactly who I needed. It has to be you. So now I'm barely out of the course and I have three clients. I'm just wrapping my head around the fact that I've even done this in the first place. (laughs) And I'm just sitting here in awe thinking, Emily totally knows her stuff because I'm doing what she's saying and it's totally working. So then my dream client came to me sideways through you. So another piece of advice that you give in the course is Join these large Facebook groups and just kind of hover around and make yourself known when it's appropriate, but otherwise just kind of hang back and watch what's happening. I am part of one of these super large mega mom entrepreneur groups on Facebook, and I don't really speak up a whole lot on that group, but there was one thread that really got a hold of me and I just could not not respond. (laughs) And so my dream client actually found me on that thread. They were also in the group. They happened to see my response, which had nothing to do with the industry or I wasn't pitching myself. I was simply giving honest feedback about the discussion topic. And they tracked down all of my information, my let's do my best to put a Facebook business page together and a let's throw a website up on the website they realized that I not only have the uh, virtual assistant skills, but I have a background in education and they are a STEM curriculum developer for elementary teachers. So they found me, we chatted and it was kind of one of those things. They said, I was looking for a unicorn and I found it in you. And I said, well, that is really funny that you use that term because my mentor, Emily calls us unicorns too. 
And they said, you know, we really didn't know what we needed or how it was all going to work, but you were the perfect person. And like I said, the thread, the Facebook page, it was completely unrelated to what we're doing together as a team. It was not education-based or anything. They just happened to be on that page. You have to tell me what was the thread about? The thread, oh my gosh, it has been over a year now. So it was something about, it was a client who was not satisfied with the turnaround time that her virtual assistant was offering. And whatever was happening in this thread just did not sit right with me. It was not an attack of the virtual assistant, but no one was defending the virtual assistant either. Yeah, No one was really speaking up and saying, hey, we need clear communication. We need clear deadlines. Don't be afraid to talk to your virtual assistant. You know, maybe maybe go talk to your VA first instead. So that was kind of the gist of the thread. And by the time I hopped in, I just had to say, you know, a lot of times your virtual assistant is juggling a lot on their plate, not only for you, but for the other clients too. And clear communication is always going to be your very best route. Um, I was one of the only ones at the time that was kind of coming to the defense of the virtual assistant, but just watching the direction that it was going, I just thought, this is a really simple problem to fix if she would have just reached out to her VA. And I thought if I were in that position, I would be mortified if my client didn't feel comfortable enough to come to me and say, hey, you know, we're having a disconnect on a timeline. And so it was Maybe I was just in a mood that day, but that particular thread just happened to spark me. And for my client, they saw my response, liked how I handled it and tracked down the rest of my information to see if it would be a good fit. Lo and behold, they are literally my dream client. And we've been rocking and rolling since last August. Wow. There's something to be said. And I want to throw this out there right now. You talked about the other client loving the way you were communicating with them via email before your discovery call, the way you held yourself in this group. Professionalism is everything. And again, we go down to that number one hiring quality, right? If you're going to be representing your clients, if you are going to be working with them, that's what they want. So kudos to you. Thank you for all VAs for defending us because, (laughs) you know, you and I are already on the same page here, but that's quite often the problem. And yeah. all of the groups I'm in, and I don't always take the time to respond, but, and I like that you use my advice too, about being active in those groups. Sometimes there are toxic posts and drama yes. in some of these groups, but you, you don't have to get involved in everything. And that's so funny that a non-businessy post paid off yeah. and then he cyberstalked you. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. So many of those posts are like, I'm a VA. I can do this. I can do that. And it's just constant pitching. And it was not like that at all. It was actually a discussion that they just happened to like my response. And then they tracked me down. And at the time, you know, I I'm brand new to this and I took on, I now have three clients and I thought, I don't have space for one more. I don't. But then I talked to them and I was like, I just cannot pass up on this opportunity. So I'm going to make space. And I was very honest with them. I told them, I said, I am brand new to this being a business for me but I am not new to these skills. One thing that I want to be very careful about, I would never want anybody to think that there is something like super special about me. I didn't have a super special education. I didn't have super special skills. I'm not an expert in any one thing. I'm just 
your normal everyday person. And I have found over the last almost two years, what sets me apart is just my willingness to show up and do the work and being reliable. That seems so simple, but that is what sets me above everyone else. I show up when I say I'm going to show up and I get it done. And my clients appreciate that. And they know that about me. I don't think it has happened yet. I don't think I have missed any deadlines. I'm sure it will come up at some point, <laughs> but they, they trust that if I am falling behind or if something has come up that I'm going to communicate with them. Simple. And it turns out they're pretty easy to please. <laughs> And I think the cool thing is it's never a burning fire. There's never a do or die situation. And it sounds like you have your dream clients here. So how many hours a week are you working? Okay. So now fast forward, a year and a half has passed since I started your course and I have moved yet again. Surprise. My kids are now all school aged. And you have to remember, I started April, 2020. So that means COVID had just hit in March. Literally, I started with that first client and COVID hit the next week. And so here, my entire life shut down overnight, schooling included, and all of a sudden my business launched and took off. So here I went from thinking that all my kids were in school to now having all my kids and my husband at home with me while I launched this business. So it was a little, a little crazy and, you know, life happens Things changed with a few of my clients that I was uh, working with, also military spouses. So they moved or changed directions, things like that. Um, So now I have actually scaled back to just my one dream client, but I have increased my hours with them. So they absorbed all of the hours that I had reserved for my other three clients and then some. And honestly, they're constantly telling me, we want more and more and more of your time. So as much as you will give me, we will take. For me, booked out is a maximum of 20 hours a week because I am a mom and a wife first. And that kind of even includes um, the time that I'm investing in myself and in my own business as well. So 20 hours is kind of my hard and fast boundary of time. Good for you. I have had up to four clients at one point with those 20 hours a week. I'm now down to my one dream client and expanding from there. This is awesome. And you know, I teach this in the course and, you know, it's kind of a messy start. Like you get a couple of clients, it's a little bit hard juggling them, but for many freelancers, that goal is to align with the dream client, simplify things, become a dedicated teammate still being an independent contractor, sometimes there's discussions about employee status, but like that, that sounds like the perfect definition of success. Yeah, it is. It has been a dream. And I cannot even tell you, it was so heartwarming. We just passed our one year anniversary working together in August with this client. And we got on our weekly call and, you know, tears were in her eyes and she was just like, you've changed the game for us. Um, And it's just like, How does that feel? Oh, I mean, I get teary eyed just thinking about it because it has changed the game for me. I mean, I cannot even tell you how many times I've reached out to you and said, Emily, you know, you set me on a different path that I quite frequently say, take a moment to take this in the good and the bad, the pretty and the ugly, because this is what it looks like to have all of your dreams come true. You have this list of impossibles. There was no way there was going to be a job that was going to fulfill all of this. Take a look around. Like 
you're doing this. It might be ugly. It might be messy. It might feel horrible and uncomfortable sometimes, but this is what it looks like to have all of your dreams come true at the end of the day. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So now I do the same thing as you. I'm like, virtual assistant does not cover it. Digital marketer does not cover it. There's not a title. Unicorn truly is the only way to explain who we are and what we do, but that doesn't even do it justice sometimes. And so now my, whatever you want to call me, whatever I am today or tomorrow, I am kind of in the process of moving my skills into the online business manager field. Cool. At the encouragement of my client, my dream client who said, you know, we want to invest in you. We're going to put some money towards your education. If this is something you're interested in, we're going to get you connected. And so I actually just started the steps, the first steps to become OBM certified. Good for you. Wow. I was just going to ask, what kind of tasks are you doing? Or like, how did that evolve from the beginning to what you're doing now? And this is, I just have to emphasize this. This is quite a common path. We have two main paths. Somebody can really tap into their creative juices and go that way with high level digital marketing services. And then the other half of our students do the project manager OBM route. So hundred percent. Okay. Let's just take a moment here. It's impossible to get referrals without putting yourself out there all the time. It's really difficult to have a community when you're doing the work by yourself It's also hard to stay up to date when you're just one person and digital marketing trends, platforms, technology, and strategies change all of the time. And it's no fun having to do lead generation for your business when you'd rather be doing billable hours. So I have a solution for you. Come join my digital marketing work group. It's a tight community of freelancers, virtual assistants, digital marketing specialists, who are all up-leveling in their skills, getting advanced trainings, applying for my job ops, and becoming digital marketing specialists and managers and strategists. This is an online referral community for both skilled and -and up-and-coming digital marketing service pros and virtual assistants. We've shared over 800 jobs with our community. We'd love to have you too. If you need client work, if you need a squad behind you, if you need help raising your prices, promoting yourself to the next level, this is the place to be. You can apply for the work group with the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Back to the show. You know, I didn't really go in with a plan. I did not have a niche. I did not know what I was going to do at the time. I was doing a lot of proofreading, copy editing, blog formatting. So I'm doing some backend website, WordPress things, working in MailChimp, doing some email automations and things like that. And gosh, I have to think back because I started formatting their blogs and it started out being, they send me the text. I would edit, format it, find pictures within their products or stock photos, add their logo to it. Maybe I would create some graphics in Canva that could go in quotes or things like that. And then they are on Squarespace. So I would format it on Squarespace and then it kind of turned into also we're going to create a database. So I am possibly Trello's number one fan. I love Trello. (laughs) It is like my perfect tech tool. And so we kind of moved into setting up because by the time I came in, they had many years of business, many years of blogging, hundreds of products already stacked up on TPT, which is teachers pay teachers. 
And um, so we kind of went through the process of setting up a database so that they know what products they have and have it categorized by month. And they know what blogs they have and where we need to fill the holes and go forward. And so we put together this visual database in Trello. That was a massive project and it continues on. Then it was kind of like, okay, well, we have all of this. Their pain point was social media. I was already kind of within their groups, just kind of helping them let people in. I just kind of started taking their information and repurposing their blog content, splintering it out and making Facebook images. They loved it. So then I started making Instagram stories. They loved it. We started working backwards and redoing all of the graphics. So I do a ton of Canva work. I am not a graphic designer, but I certainly know my way around a good cheat. Yeah. I do a ton of work for them in Canva that they use on social media, that they use on Pinterest. Pinterest is something that I've just, you can kind of see like the natural progression. It's like I started with their blog, but that just kind of unfolds into social media. It unfolds into Pinterest. And then obviously I'm working the database was kind of the admin side of things. And now there's almost, I can't think of a whole lot that I'm not touching other than money and their curriculum creation, you know, they are doing their creative wheelhouse and just slowly turning pieces over. So now I'm in their email. I'm running a lot of their customer service. I'm running their free Facebook group and their paid Facebook group. And of course we're a team. It's a husband and wife team and then me. And so we all do this together. But my, one of my very, very favorite things is twice a year, they host this online summit for teachers have to have professional development credits to keep their license up to date. And if there is, I mean, they do everything well, but their summits, their online summits for teachers, for educators are just top notch. And I love being the person behind the scenes on those online summits. Um, So my first one, I started with them in August. My first summit was in January. Okay. And it was kind of like a mini summit and it was the first time they had ever done it. And after I did that one, they said, oh, that was so smooth having you running the behind the scenes. We absolutely have to keep doing that. Their summer summit spans over the course of three days. So it's much larger. And then, um, you know, so far we're keeping the twice a year rolling, but I absolutely love working the customer service and the back end of their online summits and webinars and things like that. So I just gave you a really long list. And if you didn't believe me before, when I said, I'm not an expert in anything, but I know a lot about a lot of different things. That's kind of why I have my fingers in a little bit of everything. And I love it. Yes. I don't know what it is about us that love it. And first of all, you always answer my questions before I ask them. I was going to ask like what your favorite thing was. So that was awesome to hear that, but I like it too. I don't think it's like a power trip. I think it feeds my brain with learning, like I get bored with mundane remedial work, you know, I can do it fast, but I get really bored and I need the challenge. And I think that's so cool that you're able to help with the summit and think about the impact you have on other teachers. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So what do you not like? like? (laughs) I don't mind talking about this part either. Well, just in general, and I get better with it as time goes along, you know, imposter syndrome is real. 
And I can sit here and seem super confident in what I'm doing. And it happened really fast and it was all a whirlwind. I was not confident in necessarily what I was doing when I was doing it, but what I was confident in was my ability to figure things out and get things done. I knew if someone would just give me a chance, we'd be golden. I think the downside of the online business space is you really have to be good about setting boundaries. I work from my home. I do everything from my home. Sometimes I don't leave these walls and that work is always going to be there. So being able to turn it on and turn it off was difficult at first. Now I'm getting so much better at it. Good. I realized when I had four clients, while it was totally manageable and I loved it and I still was able to produce quality work, shifting my brain that many times I just didn't love it. I really love having one client that I am fully invested in, which kind of brings me to the other thing that's, I don't know that it's something that I can say that I don't like about it, but it's hard in this space is you really have to find that client that is at their tipping point where they're really ready for you. Maybe that means like they're not quite scaled enough in their business, or maybe they are scaled enough, but they aren't ready to personally let it go to you. Those can be things that I want to do what you want me to do well, but if you don't want to hand it over to me, there's not much I can do, you know, or I don't want to run your business. Your business is your business because that's your passion. I want you to run your business and I'm going to make it happen for you behind the scenes. You know, so those are the things that I found difficult was finding that client balance between being there for them when they want and need you and holding that space open, but then them maybe also not quite being at that tipping point or not knowing exactly what they need. That can be a little bit tricky to navigate. I wish every client for every digital marketer or online business manager was the dream client, but you kind of have to figure out how you connect because your business is going to look different with every client that you have. Yeah. But my one task that I absolutely do not like, and I do it anyway, because I'm competent in it. I can do it is ghostwriting. I don't love ghostwriting probably for the same thing. I want your passion to be your passion. I don't want to put my spin on it. I can spot a typo from a mile away. So I am your gal. After you get those words on paper, I will turn it into magic for you. But the ghostwriting process just is not for me. I am very capable of it. I just don't love it. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm the same. I used to write Jennifer Allwood's emails and... She'd always go back and change it anyway. So it made me kind of like, A, not want to do my best. But I'm like, this is the structure I need. Just go. Just you do it. I can't bring out your own passion. And God, I even used to ghostwrite in college for some basketball players because they did sports media relations. It was horrible. So like, I don't know what their feelings are. I don't have access. I can't just call them and be like, what are you thinking about? You know, but I like writing for myself. For yes. sure. But I, I struggled with that too. And you have to have that client you're talking about who who's involved enough in their business where they run it, where they can call some of those shots because you absolutely cannot do everything for them. So yeah. that's okay to have that boundary. <laughs> I'm trying to like 
channel my inner teacher, you know, but it's like, I've been, it, yeah, I get it. Oh, that's fun to hear too. And the tipping point thing is interesting because a lot of business owners, they know they need to hire. They're told they need to hire. They're not ready. And you don't really learn until you get in there and experience that. And you do, you know, I have said this before on the podcast, you do have to kiss a couple toads and I don't mean they're horrible clients, but right. just kind of figure it out. And there is that dream client where you are their unicorn and like, look at you, you came to the table with the education background to match up this business. Right. You brought the digital marketing skills, the soft skills, and then the organizational skills. Like you became that unicorn for that business. It's like such a perfect fit. I love it. I love hearing these stories because it can happen. It yeah. can. And it does. I am proof. What do you think? I know you said you're not special, but what do you think it is about you? Like, got you success because not everybody makes these quick decisions. Not everyone can put themselves out there. What is it about you? That is a really great question. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't know if I have an answer for that because I just, I don't feel like I did anything extraordinary. Like I feel like anybody could walk the path that I went down. I just, I wanted it. I wanted it and I wasn't afraid to fail. You know, I was kind of in a really good spot because I didn't have to work. I wanted the work and I knew my reason why was really strong. And so that's a really hard question because I just feel like the normal everyday gal. I just knew that I needed the right person to be the sidekick for. And so I guess really the thing that I can put my finger on, like I said earlier, is just that I was willing to do it. And I'm a reliable person. I'll, I do what I say I'm going to do. I don't know the answer to that. I'm sorry. I wish I had a fancy sparkly answer. I'm always looking I, for that certain thing, you know, like what is that thing that some people just have it where they will put themselves out there. Cause it is uncomfortable doing something new, yeah. you know, and not all of the tasks. I mean, even in my everyday world, I haven't done things before and I've been doing the work for 12 years. That is very right. uncomfortable. When I look back, I just think all of my steps along the path kind of looked disjointed and like they didn't really make sense. And now I look back and I'm like, it made perfect sense. I just had no clue where I was going to end up at the time. And so I guess if I had to put words to like a virtual assistant superpower, it's just, I'm really good at figuring things out. And if I don't know how to do it, I mean, I kind of feel like if you learn one system, everything is so user-friendly at this point that it's pretty quick and easy. If you're pretty good at, if your mind works in that way, then you can figure things out. And I don't mind the process of figuring it out. So I don't know, maybe that's my superpower or maybe my superpower is just knowing a little bit about a lot of different things. I don't know. <laughs> That is a superpower. So if you could do anything differently, what would you do? I have no regrets. Maybe try to let go of that imposter syndrome a little sooner. Mm -hmm. Realize my own value. I mean, it's easy to sit here and talk and talk about the good things, but there have been hard days too, yeah. where you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> is yeah. this worth it? You know, so far, I wouldn't change anything, but I also still feel very new to the game too. So maybe check back in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a job title right now with your current team? What well, you? no. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad well, for this. 
<laughs> they call me, Hey, Brittany, like, Hey, Siri, you know, when you're talking to your Siri or Alexa, they call me, Hey, Brittany, because I'm just always in the background feeding them the things that they need. You know, it's just kind of our running joke. I mean, I have called myself a virtual assistant, but then I also realized I need to get my elevator pitch down because when people ask me what I do, it is so hard to put it into a few words. Um, so I've kind of been following with you along the transition of going from virtual assistant to digital marketer to, you know, it totally depends on who I'm talking to as to how I introduce myself at first. Yeah. I've kind of just started saying, you know, I own my own business and I'm in online marketing. Yeah. People are usually like that. Okay. <laughs> they get that. And that's about where their interest cuts off. Right. And then the people who really want to know, then I'll explain a little bit more about what yeah. I do. Then you can start using the OBM acronyms and whatnot. Exactly. Exactly. How was this course, the Digital Media VA Crash Course, how was it helpful to you? Oh, gosh. That's also a loaded question. You've got all the good ones today. For me, I knew what I brought to the table, but seeing it packaged the way that the crash course has it laid out made it so tangible. There are so many things that I knew I enjoyed doing in the back of my mind, but to me, that didn't translate to a job where you got paid. And so it opened my eyes, one, to the wide open possibilities of what being a virtual assistant could look like. But I also, I am a planner. I am an organizer. I like having a checklist. And so having your checklist for me was perfect. I loved how uh, when I went through the program, I was learning all of the tech skills while I had the homework of building my own business at the same time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that stuff I knew that I already needed to do, but because it was on my checklist and I'm also a rule follower. So <laughs> if you say that this is week one, module one, I'm going to get it done in week one, Good you know? And so I had that checklist and for me, it just gave me the confidence to know that I'm on the right path. This is exactly what I need to be doing while at the exact same time updating or polishing or learning all of these new tech tips and tricks. And the thing that I love the best about the course was it's a lot to take in at once, but the fact that I can go back and pull out section by section, okay, they just asked me to start this new thing. Let me go back and remind myself what Emily said about it. That is priceless to me. So I think the most beneficial thing for me was having it laid out by someone that I already trusted because I could see that you're doing exactly, I want to be Emily when I grow up, you know, <laughs> like you were doing it. And obviously our stories connect a lot. So I really could yeah. relate to you and just I trusted you right away that you knew what you were talking about. And if you could do it, I was going to do it too. And so I followed the checklist and I did it. And here I am. <laughs> yeah. I was very careful to lay it out in a certain way that progresses with your digital marketing learning. So that feels good to hear it because it is a doozy of a course. And at the time of this podcast recording, we're going to be relaunching the course and I changing the name. 
I don't know if you knew that, but we are watching. Yeah. We're going to be restructuring it and really owning in the fact that it is digital marketing implementation, which sets you up for success to be the OBM. I don't know one single OBM who would be good at his or her job without having that knowledge of what the contractors on our team are doing. Right. So, and even, you know, Heather from the course who came from online marketing, I mean, she came from marketing, didn't know the online side of it. And you know her, she went the opposite path of you. She's the creative and the funnel builder and it still served its purpose with her. So I had someone tell me recently, the course helped her restructure her career. And I was like, that, that is genius. It's like that stepping stone into the online space. And then from there, it really is up on you to tap into your unique talents and your strengths and to figure out what you want to do. And it's been so hard for me to explain, like you have so many options after you take this course, so many options. So you do well. And we joke, we joke about you feeling like, I, I truly feel like you're a best friend to me at this point, because you've just been a part of my life every single day. Now, obviously we've never met in person. No, and honestly, this is the first time we're seeing each other, you know, and alone, each other. <laughs> alone. Yes. But just having someone who has walked the path ahead of you, someone who has been in the same spot as you and can kind of pull you up. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had something come to mind and I'm like, I bet Emily has a podcast about that. And sure enough, you know, it's a podcast that I can listen to. And I just feel like you're right here with me having coffee or whatever. But having a mentor is beyond the information because the information in the crash course is priceless. The footsteps of building your business that you lay out is priceless, but also you are just a built-in mentor. Now, I wish I could have you with me every single day, but just the continued watching you take each step forward and being bold enough to change the way your business looks. You know, we're not doing exactly the same thing, you and me. You've gone the education route, even though you still do some of the client work, but just watching it doesn't have to be perfect to be put out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to stall for perfection, but you also have the freedom to change your mind as often as you'd like. And I've watched you flex your building of your business around your family and what COVID looked like for your family. And girl, I can relate with that virtual schooling. Oh my God. And- No. And so it just kind of, I don't know what it is, but I feel like so many of us just feel like we need permission to take the first step. We need permission from somebody. And although I wish I could clone you a million times over, I kind of feel like that's what the VA crash course does for you. It kind of gives you that built in mentorship along with the live mentorship that you give too, you know? So it was everything I needed right when I needed it. Gosh, I'm just so glad you were brave enough to jump on it and try it. My only regret is I didn't have the same thing when I started. I didn't know what I was doing. I severely undercharged for years. I let clients treat me poorly. Like I made so many mistakes and I'm like, I am not letting this happen to my community. And it's made me for the better, you know, I'm not, you know, crying about it, but this is the course I wish I had when I was starting because I just didn't know what I was doing. And I, you know, was blazing a trail here. And I think that this freelancer world is lonely. I mean, we're, we're home alone. And sometimes we just need to talk to somebody about what to do in these situations or how to raise our rates and just have like a squad to count on and a hundred percent 
you know, you are the people you hang out with. So if you're surrounding yourself with other successful business owners, like it's reinvigorating. I love it. I love when I meet other mompreneurs and get to talk about things, even if they're in like different fields, just somebody who just has something else going on. And I don't know, it's, it's like catching, you know, yes, it is. Well, this has been so helpful talking to you. So fun learning more of your story. And of course, I remember the day the podcast host reached out to me and <laughs> said <laughs> something about somebody's mom. And I was like, what's going on? And I remember planning this launch and then COVID happened. And then I felt awkward about marketing it. And my kids yeah. were home. I'm like, I'm just going to quietly open the doors and the people who see this will just jump in it. And it's been a weird year for me with COVID and not launching. And so I'm excited to be bringing a new version of the course very soon. And I just am so thankful that you just took the initiative. I mean, you have that drive. It's just been so fun watching you grow, having you in our community, cheering on other people and chiming in when they get stuck too. And I'm just so honored. Thank you. Uh, I feel the exact same way towards you. I'm like, you are the one, I mean, you have changed my life, my family's life, you know? So I'm just super grateful that you did open the doors quietly because you didn't have to, but I'm here for it for sure. Okay. Brittany, where can everyone connect with you? I know you're not taking on any clients, but if people wanted to, to check you out and check out your services, where can they find you? Yes. Yeah, so the best place to connect is via Facebook. It's Brittany Barber, virtual assistant, I do have a crazy spelling of my name. It is B-R-I-T-T-E-N-E-Y, Barber, just like the haircut, virtual assistant, and you'll find me for sure. I'm always in Emily's groups as well. So I'm not far out of reach if you're connected with Emily. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Go find to connect. We'll talk later. All right. Bye. Oh, I hope you learned so much from Brittany. She is just so powerful. I cannot thank her enough for sharing her story. I put the link to the podcast episode that she talked about. That was Tammy Cannon that her mom had listened to, the Multi-Passionate Entrepreneur Podcast. I put a link to that down there. And I also linked to the top 10 digital marketing tasks that Brittany said she downloaded and ran with and realized she was already doing some of them. So I'm so glad she's now getting paid for her work and no longer doing it for free. And I cannot wait to see what she's up to going into this online business manager role. All right, make sure you subscribe so you catch next week's episode. I'd love it if you left me a rating, a review for the podcast. That always helps. And as always, I'd love for you to tag me on Instagram. Let me know what your big takeaways are. What are you doing while you listen and what you thought of the episode? That keeps me going, people. I need to hear from you. All right, next week, we have another special episode. So I'll see you then. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. My vacuum just started. Hold on. <laughs>
self-cleaning vacuum. I literally thought of everything except the vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) So much construction in this neighborhood. And I'm like, it's a, it's just a fluke. There's not something going on in the background. And these dogs are quiet. I can see (laughs) my neighbor's dog. Oh my gosh. Okay. So hopefully that was a good ending spot. No, you you cut off your sentence. I feel like you know, being a military kid and moving all the time that most of my friends are online. So this is like not unusual (laughs) for me. (laughs) Okay. Hang on. Why is these questions are not downloading for me? Oh, I see. They're going down here. 